And welcome to the family with Tevin Pittman, Alex Brandt Bernard Rasmussen, co host Catherine Brandt, and Andy Brandt Bernard. And we'll be right back. A lot of news today, some great guests today. The Babylon Bee is going to be on at 1150. Yeah, <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, gosh. Yep. Love the Babylon Bee. Oh, God. They Bee. had a really good one. I've got to dig that up. Do you know that they do something that nobody else does? They verify the truth of every story they report. What oh, a wild that idea. Because Wait. all their stories aren't true? Yeah, yeah they're all fake. <laughs> <laughs> they're all fake, so they can verify that. Sometimes it seems true. like are they true? Yes. Are they they true? might be true. Uh, they might be. Anyway, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. Lots to talk about coming up next with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Well, the latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them just for the injured and have been for a long time very very successful no question I, I you know I do meet a lot of your clients they come up to me on the street and whatever and they talk about this out of the other thing and they both say why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal <laughs> and I just had no answer for <laughs> he just looks away you big baby in any case that's the whole deal so people they got any problem whatsoever personal injury or other legal problems whatever they just reach out to Brad Sean Bryant yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state, so we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Dougie, what's happening to my favorite Nissan stores? Well, a lot, actually. Last month, Dan Resch and the Burnsville team finished number one in the state, and the month before, J-Lo and the Coon Rapids team took the top state spot. KQ listeners. Yeah, I've had to explain what a pair of choppers means to some of the staff. Anyway, this month, we want to talk about a couple killer finance deals on 2020 Muranos and 2020 Rogues. Read this. This month at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan, get 0% financing for 60 months on a brand new Rogue or 0% for 72 months on a brand new Murano. Wow, 0 for 72 months on a Murano? Yeah, I don't remember the last time we did that. Yeah, I don't remember the last time the Vikes beat the Packers either. Yeah, too soon. But wait, there's more. Not only do you get 0% on Rogue and Murano, but you also get Walzer Care. It's a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty, and it's absolutely free, but only at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan. That is a wrap. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Great to be here. A lot of great stuff coming up on the show today, including, uh, what, a Mr. Mann? Is that his name? Kyle Mann, I think. Yep. He's a guy from Babylon B. Looking forward to reading Babylon B for a long time, so it's great having next Kyle segment. on. It's in the next segment. Works for me. Uh, lots to talk about. I noticed today for some reason, and I don't know why, but it's a Monday and every other story is about somebody apologizing for something. Oh, really? Every story that I see is about Schitt's Creek. Oh, yeah, Schitt's Creek. That was Schitt's huge. That, I love that it show. Won yeah, we could start Emmys. there. We wow. can start there. It's so funny because, like, Wait, four. It, the Emmys was this weekend? Yep. Yes, yes. Last night. Uh, yeah, I was, I, was, I, was, I was with you. I'm like, if, I had if, no seriously, idea. if I didn't see Kristen Burt's tweet about the Emmys, I wouldn't have known anything that the Emmys yeah, were even no going idea. on. I had no idea. Ryan. I didn't know that they were happening until afterwards when everybody was like, shit, Greg just won all the Emmys. Yeah. And it's so funny because about four days ago, we stopped watching it for some strange reason a couple of seasons ago. Right. I don't know if it just 
it, I don't know what it happened. It definitely kind of tailed off. I yeah, think, yeah. it was yeah. fantastic. And, I'm like, and then you the said that season. there was a season that was really funny again. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to start watching it again. And I started like five days ago. And then all of a sudden it's oh like, God, it wins all the Emmys. It's so freaking <laughs> like, That's just funny. so funny. Well, Except for I'm still, still hurt by your comparison of me to that Alexis. That wasn't her. That was Mil- Bill's okay, car. I could see, you I could concerned? See that. <laughs> this is still <laughs> concerned. Why can you, you remind can you, us? Yeah, I was going to say, can you yell at David? <laughs> yeah, yell at David about it. Exactly. Ew, David. <laughs> now, I yeah. do have they to point. Like, spot on. <laughs> So I do have to point out one thing about that victory, and it was across the board. They swept all the comedy Emmys, right? I love the show. I've always loved the show. I love everybody on it. I think Eugene Levy, uh, Catherine O'Hara, they're just fantastic. Everybody mm-hmm. in it's great. Yes. I love it. Yes. You know, Chris, uh, who whose name is Roland shit. Anybody whose name is Roland Steve. shit. Is Stevie? Is it Stevie the... Stevie, the, the little gal, the plaid yeah. wearing yeah. gal. Oh, I yeah, love her. Yeah. She's, yeah. Great. She's great. Yeah. Everybody on that is good, but you have to understand one thing. Look at the um, the mindset in America right now, and what is it about Schitt's Creek that they could totally avoid taking America sucks head on? They're gay. Nope. No black people. Well, there's a Canada, couple black people. I'll say, I don't think there's black people in Shit's Creek. There's there no, are a couple. Yeah, yeah there are. No, yes, it's... in the singing group, there's. Well, yeah, but well, like, there's it's no black main... face. It's not real black people. <laughs> there are no main <laughs> characters. Well, black. It's the main characters are the, family. the white but family. Then they're all, the family. But they're all marrying white people, and oh. they're not married, are they? <gasps> they're Uh-oh. see. Nobody's married, but like, Alexis is dating that white guy, and. Oh, I haven't, seen the, the I haven't seen the She's six back with season. the vet guy, yeah. Well, six season's not out yet, is so it? so sweet. I know. Is the six week, uh, season out yet? I don't know. I don't, I don't think it is. I think is. I'm well, on, like, season four, It's maybe? out. You can get it on, like, some weird channel, but I don't think it's on Netflix. Like, oh, really? Hulu TV. I, yes, I get it on Hulu. Like, or something that? like that. I just, I watch it on Hulu. I don't know what Yeah, what I'll say, on. I saw, like, a thing on Hulu for because it won the Emmys, but... Yeah, I'm on the season that she, Moira, went to Bosnia. Oh, came back. Oh, my God. And she's like, Bosnia, Bosnia, Bosnia. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you said they won all the comedy Emmys. They did. Did they win them all by default? Oh, no, because it's comedies. the only comedy show left right now. Yeah, yeah that's about well, it. Well, that's true. There are hardly any comedies I anymore. can't name another one. Mm, but well, I mean, like, there's you. Hulu ones and Netflix ones. Yeah, it's not on, it's not, like, main. Because Schitt's Creek isn't even on a main No. No, it's on Netflix. No, it's on Netflix. Right? It's on, because it's a Canadian, so it's on, like, Pop Network or yeah. something like that. And I'm like, I, that's not a thing. Pop oh. TV, it was, yeah. It oh, was on, that's TV. where it serves yeah. on Pop TV. In Canada. Yeah. So well, you can only get it on Hulu Is it on the CBC? It is yeah. on the CBC. It is okay. on the CBC. That's like yeah. the channel in Canada. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Indeed. But yeah, I, look, it deserves it. I love the show. Everybody on it's great and all the rest of it. But let's not forget, they did pick so a Canadian good. show for a but reason. It's so good. I mean, Fold it is in really the good. Cheese. What? Fold in the Cheese. Have you not seen Fold in the Cheese yet? It's no, one of the, I gotta catch up. It's one of the funniest moments on any television show I've ever seen. Fold in the Cheese. Oh my god, David and Moira are trying to cook together. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, I did see that oh one. Oh my yeah. god, it's so damn funny. Yeah, not good. It's, 
It's not so, a good plan. Because the direction is fold in the cheese, and they're, they both have no idea what <laughs> I that feel like means. that's a new made-up thing. But Moira is pretending stuff she does. Recipes? No, it's been around for a while. No, yeah. Folding no, in is like just, a you make like, meringue. Yeah. You slowly right. scoop and stir. You don't just take the whisk and just go to town. Yeah. No. And Moira's just like, just fold it in, David. Like, over and over, and he's like, I don't know what it's so funny. Fold it's like, pivot, pivot. Yeah, it's like the iconic things. scene of that show of anybody that's watched yeah. all of it. Really, really good show. That's all I know. Yeah, the first season is the only one I've seen, and it's it's okay. It, like Shit's yeah. Creek has a huge like cult following. At yeah, Union, it does. we would they would do drag brunch like Shit's Creek drag brunches. Oh, oh really? And I want to go to that. I go to that. I had never seen the show until like these drag brunches, and I was like. Like, I, what, it, I don't know show. what's going on, but I think this is terrible. And everybody's like, no, you have to watch the show to understand. Yeah, it's you do. Ridiculous. Yeah. It's, 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 it's so because bad. the premise is so outlandish. Yeah. yeah. You know, a very we- formerly wealthy family mm-hmm. buys, a, buys a town just right. because <laughs> of the funny name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It, was his, right. it was a birthday gift to David. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's just a weird concept. In itself. Right. But then after you get to know the family, you see. That well, they're all just so crazy. Yeah. Each in their own so way. Crazy. So crazy. Moira is out there big time. Yeah. I so love her character. We <laughs> shall see how it works out. But yeah, Schitt's Creek won all of the comedy category. Uh, who won the dramas? I, they didn't, I didn't even hear I was it mentioned. Say, no, I, I haven't heard anything except for Schitt's Creek. I haven't either. <laughs> That's all like, I've heard. Like Little Fires Everywhere, which I just Let's watched. I, I watched that. That was good. <laughs> that was good. I Google Emmys. Did you mean Emmys, Schitt's Creek? <laughs> <laughs> That's not good for other people. Mm. Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies is good. That's really on good. there. Okay, um, so I'm agreeing with things for a change. Usually I'm like, what? What's the other one with Reese Witherspoon about fires? Oh, yeah. There's little fires everywhere, and then there's something else. Fires. Fire in so your belly. So, for outstanding comedy. Fire in your belly. <laughs> there was Curb Your Enthusiasm, which oh. I've heard of. Good show. <laughs> You've heard of. That's good. Dead to Me. Never heard oh, of. Dead, Dead, Dead to Me is really good. That is a good show. It's a Netflix yep. show. Insecure. Never heard of. Oh, Dead never to Me. I love it. Dead to Me. The Good yeah. Place I've heard of. Mm. Good Place is Kaminsky really Method, good. no. Kaminsky Method is a great show. Yeah, Mrs. Good. Maisel, I've heard of because you watched that. so yeah, that's good. That's what We good. Do in the Shadows, no. Mm. Yeah, so most of these I've well, never but heard But some of. really, really good ones. The only problem I have now with the Kaminsky Method. <clears throat> I've never seen it. Kaminsky Method. The first season was phenomenal. Second season is really political. Which yeah. I haven't watched. I watched the first episode of the second season when I can't watch this. Well, of course. Because well, Michael Netflix, Douglas sits around and, and watches yeah. CNN the whole time. That's all he does is watch CNN. Well, great. I'm like, okay, now I, I don't want to hear Republican nor Democrat, far left, far right. I would like to be entertained. Thank you. Shut up. Best lead actress was Zendaya. Zendaya? In like Euphoria? Yeah. I've never heard of this show. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of Euphoria. Euphoria? She won Best Lead Actress. In a drama series. Never seen it. I mean, the only euphoria I've ever heard of is when Catherine accepted my my proposal. Hmm. I was I'm not sure where that was going to go. I am still not. <laughs> I still don't know what I proposed where she said yes. I gave her oh. a... Oh. What'd you think I meant? I had no idea where you were going with that. That's my proposal strange. to hang herself in the basement. <laughs> yeah, that's, what? Well, where did you come up with that? We just what? undid all <laughs> of the good... Thank God, what'd you think I meant? <laughs> no, it's happening. Oh, man. Jesus, pal. Is that a gas leak? What's happening? There must be a gas leak. To hang Low oxygen levels in the studio today. Well, my really proposal. It, what else you propose? You propose marriage. Business proposal. Now, yeah, 
you're going to get in business with your mother. I don't know. Best drama was Succession, whatever that is. Uh, Succession, I heard, is not very good. I don't know I've never heard of it. It's about uh, the what's family. Um, God, the big, it's a true story about the Murdoch family. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Well, at least that's what it's based on. I don't know if they're called the Murdochs. What anybody, else was in the it. drama category? Let's see. We got Better Call Saul. Killing Eve. Oh, Killing Eve. He loved that. We watched Killing Eve. Ozark, Stranger Things, The Crown, The Handmaid's Tale, and The Mandalorian, which I'm surprised. A lot of shows that I actually watch. Normally, it's like, I have no idea what any of them I've never seen Succession, but I feel like Ozark's got robbed. Like, that was, that's a great series. Ozark? People have told me that I can't, I couldn't handle it. Ozark? Man, Ozark? <laughs> well, everybody like, in it's too a intense. That's the major problem. Yeah. It's just too Everybody in it's a jerk. Nobody's likable in it. Yeah. Which is very a, tough. Yeah, you always have to have like a. Well, Handmaid's Tale is. Yeah. Yeesh. Yeah. I can have one person to hang on to and go, hey, they're not a bad. That's not a bad person right there. Yeah. All right, we got a segue because we got. No, we got another minute or so. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think. Don't you think so? Oh my I think so. That'll work so out. So were end. they all, you know, crying about COVID and? <clears throat> well, it was virtual. I know, but were they still on oh, the Emmys? Doing their not as so, did people wear stars like, and dress they got up dressed and, up? Like in I'm their wearing living such rooms. and such yep. in my living room. Mm-hmm. Oh, they really did. Yep. Out of then like I'm sweatpants, like, hoodie. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm sure not even some, wearing pants. I'm sure some did. Keep it real. By the way, why should I dress up now? We do have to take a break here, but I got to tell you, I finally made all nine things that people hate about other people. I am now the most hateable man in America. Oh, goody. There's no question. Okay, okay. First of all, I grew up poor, which, whether Americans want to admit it or not, they hate poor people. Number one reason they hate most black people is because they're poor. And they're easily identifiable yeah. as poor. Right. But so they hate poor people. We were poor. I never finished high school. They hate that. I never went to college. They really hate they that. Do, yeah. mm-hmm. And then I succeeded without doing either one. Right. That's the fourth thing. They really hate that. Okay. I'm a white guy. Well, wait a minute. I'm white, first of all. Wait, That's but out. I thought they loved that. No, no. I'm talking about the world. Oh, no, no. Oh, not in America <laughs> now. Right. To well, be no, white not now, is not, not good. Now. Number six, I'm a white man. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it's getting worse by the minute. Don't you think? I, mean, I don't know. I can't relate. But, but I just found <laughs> I'm happy again. <laughs> One of the things, my favorite thing, though, is I just found this out yesterday. And I didn't know this, but this, this sews it all up. I am the most hated person on earth because I found out yesterday that America hates Catholics now. So apparently, if you're Catholic, they really hate you now. All the other religions are okay. It's just whatever Tom is, we hate. <laughs> well, Catholic is you like... set the standard. <laughs> I did. I set the standard for everybody. Catholic's a hateable religion. I yeah, feel like, like homophobic. Yeah. Women can't be in a place of authority. That isn't even what the Catholic Church is about anymore. Well, Look, I haven't, still... I haven't gone to mass and ate it. Well, your mom and I go to church once in a while, but I'm not a religious guy. No. We go to Basilica once in a while. Yeah, like once a year. Um, yeah, once a year or whatever. Well, we're not very religious. We just no. go to so we can just get away from our telephones. That's the only reason we go. <laughs> I know. I feel like you go through like these, we're going to go to church, and you go for like two months and then not again for a year. Well, no, it does I, wear that, you out. It's actually, it, it is nice to go to church, especially if there's a pastor or minister or priest or whoever 
whomever is mm-hmm. positive. It's just nice to have a positive yeah, message oh, once yeah. a week, you know? It's nice. Yeah. All right, we got to take a break. Be right back. Spe- very special guest up next with the family. Tom Bernard here with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, this is a tough time for businesses, not only in the Twin Cities, but all over right now. Can you tell me a little bit about what North American Banking Company is doing for your customers? Tommy, at the bank, we're helping businesses with all of our tools at our disposal. Lenders are working as long as it takes with our customers to help them through these tough times. We've processed well over 300 loans for customers and funded over $70 million through the SBA's Paycheck Protection Program. Through our payment deferment program, our current customers were able to skip one, two, or even four payments with no penalty. Finally, being a locally owned and operated bank, we're able to move quickly and take action for our customers when they need us most. Why not bank with my banker? God, I can't tell you how great (laughs) it is working with Billski. Did you record that, Andy? Could you send that to me? North American (laughs) Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. The only way I can introduce our next guest is to say this. The Babylon Bee is the world's best satire site, totally inerrant in all its truth claims. We write satire about Christian stuff, political stuff, and everyday life. The Babylon Bee was created on the eighth day, on the eighth day of the creation week. I said eighth day of creation week. Exactly 6,000 years ago. So good. 6,000 It took us 6,000 years to get on Kyle Mann, the Babylon Bee, to get Kyle on the show. Yeah. 6,000 years it took. Kyle. Hi. How are you? Uh, <laughs> hope, I don't, hope I don't disappoint after the, the long wait. Oh, I thought you meant the big buildup. I thought you were going with the, the big buildup rather than the long wait. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, actually, we talked. To, I, we we had talked about getting someone on from the Babylon Bee, getting you on now for months and months. And I thank God it finally happened because I am a, well, everybody in this room is a huge fan of the Babylon Bee. Oh, my God. Thank God for you on Twitter. Otherwise, Twitter would probably be, be insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> you think? How many times have you been in big trouble with the Twitter sphere for all of your fabulous comments? Oh, Oh, we get in trouble all the time. Uh, there's a certain segment of uh, Christianity and politics that does not like us at all. Uh, you know, and Twitter has uh, suspended us before. Uh, we've gotten in trouble with Facebook and the Snopes fact checkers. So I, I think that means we're doing something right. I, I hope so, anyway. <laughs> well, I have a question for you. You're doing comedy and they need to do a fact check on you? That makes no sense. <laughs> Right? It's, uh, you know, it's like you're telling a joke at a party and you, and someone comes up and says, actually, you know, a priest, a rabbi, and a pastor did not go into a party. <laughs> <laughs> that would never happen, Kyle. You're lying. No, no. Well, it happens often to us. So. It also seems like uh, some of your tweets are, they, they're like prophesizing. They actually come true. That's the other scary part. <laughs> You know, Kyle, one of yeah, those... I, I do a series of tweets where I tweet out a, a, another Babylon B prophecy fulfilled. Yep. You know, and it seems like it's happening a few times a week now. <laughs> you like the Simpsons. It is kind of like, yeah, it, it is, is kind of like, yeah. exactly. Kyle, i got to tell you something. The one thing that I really enjoy about the Babylon B is 
is that I tend to be pretty centrist in my politics. Maybe I might lean a little right, not, but not really because no, I'm, I'm pretty much stuck in the middle. But I have had people from uh, the Republican side and from the Democratic side that said, you got to see the Babylon Bee, Tom. It's right in your wheelhouse. You would love it. So you're covering Republicans, Democrats, centrists, maybe not the far left or the far right, but you got everybody in the middle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think good comedy cuts right into the middle and just kind of lobs a hand grenade into the culture and just, uh, you know, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna catch everybody in your sights from time to time. So I think that's a sign of of good comedy usually well we pointed out this morning kyle that i now have seven or eight strikes against me as maybe the most hated man on earth after i found out uh, yesterday you know because you know being being born raised poor was was not good i never finished high school i didn't go to college i i was successful even though that happened i'm a man i'm a white man and now i found out that i'm a catholic white man it's even worse and I'm not even that religious. I just, boy, I strike, uh, I strike all the notes, Kyle. Everything that everyone hates, that would be. Just call Tom Bernard, Kyle. I'm your guy. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to do better. It's <laughs> <laughs> always the advice. Just You're do right. better. Just do better. No, they'll never tell you what's better. Just do it. Yeah, just do it. Yeah, that's very, yeah. very true. Um, I, we, we just talked this morning, Kyle, about the, you made a reference to this. In the state of Minnesota, you know, we're going through a lot of things right now where, where Twitter pulls things they don't believe are true and Facebook pulls things they don't believe are true. And it's all political. It really has nothing to do with the truth. It's political. And that's the, the big problem we have here. Uh, it reminded me of something. I did the research last night. And uh, our uh, governor, Floyd B. Olson, 90 years ago, his case was thrown out of court because he tried to sue the local newspapers if they wrote anything negative about him. He tried to get it removed. He tried to get it rubbed out. And the uh, Supreme Court of the State of Minnesota said, no, I'm sorry, you can't do that. So it's been going on here forever, Kyle, forever. Yeah, yeah comedians are often on the, uh, they often draw the ire of politicians and uh, and the government because, you know, they don't like they don't like us holding up a funhouse mirror to them to show how goofy some of the stuff they do is. I, I, no matter how you can work it in, it doesn't matter to me. But you could throw if you could somehow before you die throw your, my name into one of your bits. I'd be I'd be honored. You know, it doesn't have to be about me. Just use my name. Just so I can go look. I was in Babylon B. That's all I know. But you got it. So you, who's better than you? It ain't gonna be good, Tom. I can, I heard that tone, Kyle. Well, Tom, it's gonna you be. You asked the, for it. <laughs> that's exactly right. How did it all start? How did Babylon B come together? We launched as a Christian satire site four years ago because uh, we kind of, you know, we're Christians that like to laugh and, you know, we like to make fun of politics and all that. And, and there wasn't really anything in our space. There wasn't anything that really made fun of the left or uh, made fun of conservatives, but not in a, a really mean way. And so we kind of saw a void in the market for that. We launched the site about uh, four and a half years ago. And, uh, yeah, it was basically just a couple guys running it in our basements for years, and uh, we eventually uh, grew it into kind of an actual business. We launched a subscription service recently where people will pay to take off ads and uh, just to support us in case we get censored by social media. <laughs> so now we've actually in got case. some <laughs> momentum and stuff. In but, yeah. case. 
Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, I, I just think it's great. I, uh, my friend Doug Sprinthal is, a, is the one who told me about Babylon Bee many, many, many months ago. I thought it was me. No, he told me first, and then I told no, you, actually. I don't think so. <laughs> now, my own wife is turning on me, Kyle. You've been a great guest so far. <laughs> so far, I'm going to get thrown under the bus of the Babylon Bee, and now my wife hates me. Way no, to go, Kyle. That's not how anything went, but... <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Yes, you're welcome, Tom. Thank you very much for... Uh, well, you know what I really like about the Babylon Bee is you never go way over the top. Like, I, I don't watch late night talk shows anymore because they're not funny. They go after only one side of the issue. They're very mean about it. I don't care. Babylon Bee takes, I mean, it digs deep. There's no question. But I don't. it's never got that really mean edge to it, which I, I really like. It's supposed to be comedy. Let's not get too mean about it, shall we? It's funny. Yeah, yeah. There's a line in comedy, and and the reason that a lot of that late night stuff isn't funny is because they they've gotten so serious. You know, they take the Trump administration so seriously, and they're just lecturing you on why Trump is bad all the time. And you know, maybe he's done some bad things, but that's not comedy. You know, now you're just giving a political lecture. Yep. So we do try yep. to we do try to hit it with a good spirit and uh, and try to hit both sides. I think it's magnificent. To do, I don't. Somebody just sent me something. I don't. It doesn't say if it was in the Babylon Bee or not. Did, did you guys run an? Uh, I assume they think you did it. So I'm, I assume you did it. The telephone conversation about an hour ago between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. Was, uh, no, that wasn't. A, that wasn't you guys. No, that's actually pretty funny though. You want to hear it just very quickly? Oh yeah. So there's a picture of, of Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Uh, and, it, and she's on the phone. She says, Supreme Court uh, Justice Ruth Gin, uh, Bader Ginsburg died, and I would very much like to take her place. And Donald Trump on the other end says, well, it's all right with me if it's okay with the funeral home. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a little cold, don't you think? <laughs> You're right. That's not a Babylon Bee kind of thing at all. Oh. No, no, no. We're much more sensitive. Yeah, you're much more sensitive than that, I forgot. You guys certainly have rich writing grounds these days. <laughs> yeah, the only problem is trying to stay ahead of reality. Yep. <laughs> I would imagine it's probably... Now, i got to tell you something, Kyle, and this is a true story. I think it was on April 10th. I think it was April 10th, April 9th, 10th, something like that. I had lunch with President Trump, and I talked to him about the Babylon Bee. He knows all about it. Do you know that he knows all about it? Were you aware of that? Uh, you're going to have to fill me in. I, I know that Trump has shared some of our stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has. I just I had lunch with him, and, and we talked about the Babylon Bee and how much we loved it. And you got high praise from a uh, morning right. talk show host and the President of the United States. That's pretty good, Kyle. Two equal positions. Beautiful. <laughs> yes, two equal positions. Morning radio guy and the President of the United States. That's exactly right. No question. I'm honored, at least by the radio guy. <laughs> <laughs> How much longer you get? I hope you guys stick around forever because I, I really miss, you know, everything. I don't care. You can go all the way back to Mad Magazine and Cracked and all those other things. I miss all that stuff and the other great sites. I used to be a big fan of, what's the one out of Madison again? The Onion. Oh, right. That's changed yeah. a bit now, though. Oh, God, that got yeah. a little too one-sided for me. Mm-hmm. So to have you guys come along just when, when it seems like the Onion's kind of given up on going after both sides, I appreciate it, Kyle. It's... I, every day I get it. I get the email, and I read it every day. I just absolutely love it. 
thanks. We're not going anywhere. Well, you better not go anywhere, Kyle. Uh, I also do a morning talk show in town, the KQRS Morning Show. I'd, lo- I'd love to get you booked on that if you're amenable to that. Sure. I will reach out to you, Mr. Mann, Babylon B, Kyle Mann, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't seen it, it's Babylon B, B-A-B-Y-L-O-N-B-E-E.com, BabylonB.com. It is very, very funny. What I really like about it again, Kyle, it's never mean. It's hard-hitting, but it's never mean, and it's very funny. So you guys are doing a great job. Yeah, thanks. Um, the 909 number is a good one to have the producer on the morning show reach out to you. Is that, would that work? Yeah, that's perfect. I'll get it done. Kyle, thank you so much for your time. Great work at the Babylon Bee, sir. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks. Bye. All right. We'll be back in a couple minutes with the family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry, This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin, is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Rockin' out. Andy just told us something we didn't even know. Andy, Axe Cop? Yep. The creative director of the Babylon Bee is the co-creator and illustrator of Axe Cop, which some people out there might know what it is. It's a webcomic. A 29... Well, this was 11 years ago it was made. Wow. A 29-year-old and his 5-year-old nephew, I think. The nephew would tell stories, you know, has... Five-year-olds tend to tell stories yes, about they nothing. Certainly do. So he would write down these stories and then illustrate them. That's a really good idea. <clears throat> oh, it was very popular back when it came out. I remember. Oh, was it? Yeah, because it was very, you know, it was the mind of a five-year-old made into, you know, reality, which people often try to do in things like cartoons, but it just never really works because it's just hard to be as disjointed and crazy as a five-year-old. <laughs> You can try all you want, yeah. but you're never going to be as crazy as a child. Oh, yeah. It's so should I pass real. along the Sage story? The two-year-old Sagey comes in. He's got his blue baseball cap on. What do you do now? And he says, tell Bop-Bop not to get me. Because we always play this game with, with Fawn mm-hmm. and Sage. I'm going to get you. And you chase them around. They laugh, and they have a great time. So he goes, tell Bop-Bop not to get me. No, he was, like, sad about it. I know. He was like, tell Bop-Bop not to get me. Not to get me. He's going through this scary phase oh. right now. Things are scary. But you don't know the ending, what he said at the end. It was very Yeah, I funny. do. No, you don't. I was the one that translated it. No, because I said something else to him later on, oh. and he it was very funny. So I said, okay, I, I won't get you. Why don't you want me to get you? And he said, because I don't like you. Yeah. Uh-oh. That's what he's well, telling me, right? Well, he actually went, because I don't like you. Because I, yeah, I don't like you, like that, right? So later on I said to him, well, 
I won't get you. I guess I, I'm going to have to really work hard to get back your trust and confidence. And there's a five-second pause. He goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Has no idea what you just said, but nope. yeah, nope. you're absolutely I, right. He's like, I know you said words. I don't know what they mean, so I'm just going to well, say yes. No, I'm surprised that he said yes because he usually goes, nah. 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 Like, if he's true. saying yes, then he's trained well for his like future wife. You just, <laughs> hey. yep, just say yes. Very <laughs> good point. Right. That, does not, I, that does not apply to my relationship with Dan. What? Like the just say yes to your wife thing. Like he's definitely the more. That's like, a recipe for an unhealthy relationship. Well, uh, Persnickety person out of the two of us. Oh, I'm the one that always says yes to him. Are you oh, kidding me? Oh, that is me? such yeah. bullshit. It is so not bullshit. That is so uh, over the. You I get like what whatever you want whenever <laughs> yeah. you want. Uh, okay. You get whatever you want, whenever you well, want it, and the, you know that. Dan, true. I'm going to stand up and turn the table over right now. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. I'd love to see yes. it. <laughs> Dan agrees that he's the more like persnickety one out of the two of us because he is. Because I don't. I'm like whatever. Yeah. All right. I don't care. Well, that's so. but that's hereditary. I mean, Scandinavians are the most persnickety that's people on earth. <laughs> well, they are. It is true. How oh. offensive to all the Scandinavians. Yeah. It's not offensive. It's just hundred percent of Minnesota is just offended. I got right zero yeah, Scandinavian exactly. in me. You have How much do you have? Yeah. Danish, Norwegian. Yeah, See, there it is. The machine It's like three percent or something. It's three percent. I think I'm. I think doesn't even count. More black than I am. I am. I'm like a couple of couple percentage of black there. Point four, but you know. No, it's point four. That's what you are. I'm point two. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were point four. Apparently, it's disagree with everybody. <laughs> I'm asking. I'm not disagreeing with anybody. Andy, I'm asking a question. Haven't we learned? Just say yes to yes. Him. Yes. Haven't you learned yet? Eighty yes. percent black. <laughs> yep. The daily memo. Right. Just agree with the man already. Eighty percent black, twenty percent Italian. Mm. Yep. That's there, our lineage. That's his makeup. Yeah, okay. Okay. You honky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. I'll just go ahead and turn right on. What do you think? Great. Seven? Does that work out? Did it, was that no, smooth? Oh, yeah, this is probably the smooth. best segment that I've been a part of. Thanks so much. Well, Great thing. Yeah, why don't you jump on there? Side <laughs> why don't you move down there and then the table? Yeah, you know, <laughs> water's warm down here. The water's warmer in this More bay. welcoming. <laughs> this end of the table. Comedian Joe Rogan moved his popular eponymous uh, podcast to Spotify at the beginning of the month, and he got things moving last week by making an accusation rega- regarding wildfires near Portland. Oregon, there is a madness going on there, uh, Rogan said during Thursday's podcast for CNN Business. You want to talk about madness of crowds, that exemplifies that right now. He noted that uh, officials had arrested left-wing people for setting the blazes, adding, you know, air quote, activists. And this is something that's also not widely being reported. The next day, CNN's Brianna Keeler Explain why that is. It's not being widely reported because it's not true, the CNN anchor said. Per Vanity Fair, local law enforcement and other agencies in Oregon have pushed back on the conspiracy theory. And even the FBI released a statement refuting claims that extremists had set the fires. Well, well then who set them? Well, you have to be pretty much an extremist shit. to set a fire. Yeah. Right? I don't give a shit right. why. The, why? Or they either. started it. It's just the fact that they started a fire. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. the problem, yeah. right? It's not right. good. Don't Cons- care what their politics are. Oh, so yeah. Rogan caved in. He apologizes. Oh, there's that's your very, tough guy. That's very anti-Joe Rogan of him. That's, there's not your anymore, little pocket, your pocket pal, Joe yeah. Rogan. Yeah. Yeah. Kissing ass. What a shot. Well, he's well, making all that money now. Oh, so much yeah. money where, yeah, now you can't. Oh, I'm sure the the oh, higher-ups at Spotify said, uh, yeah. apologize or you're gone. I looked up how much money 
he makes he's per year disgusting. just from his podcast. Yeah. It's like forty thousand a podcast. Oh, I know. Yes, he makes like, a ton of money. It's insane. What are we doing wrong? We're not yeah. doing anything wrong. <laughs> we're we're signing in uh, another nine days. So well, we're not. We're not pandering. Well, that, we're, we're no and Joe we're also not like widely known and you, around the yeah. world. You also think that you're fighting, fighting, right, guys? Yeah, exactly. Now, yeah, why? What is he? What did he do? Fear why factor. is he? He was that's a whole fear factor. That's what he did. And he's a sideline announcer person, for commentary UFC. person for UFC. Yeah. Oh, okay. I had no idea why he was a thing yeah, all of a sudden. Fear factor and like being a comedian was like his first. Well, fear factor really his first claim yeah. to fame. Oh, okay. Yeah. He really got in on that like. Teenage boy culture yes. when, yeah. when it yeah, became a thing, well, and so yeah, now people true. like Dan's age, like males in that age group, mm-hmm. are very. Yeah. Well, that's like he's, him. All, he's all about fighting. He's all about weed. He's yeah. all about yeah the DMT all that conspiracy kind of theories. Like him, yeah. uh, Sam Tripoli, mm. Joey Diaz are all kind of in that same yeah. Yeah. anti like buck the establishment. Okay. Type yeah, like thing. they swear a ton and smoke pot while they're on yeah. air. They're just like talking about crazy conspiracy. The conspiracy theories, I like which I think that's partly why Dan likes them because he loves conspiracy theories. Mm. No, but Sam Tripoli I've known for years. Joey Diaz, Diaz I've known for seven, eight, ten oh years. Whatever. The first time he came on, I left. You left? Yeah. Was I, that, I was at the out. house. I was too. like, mm, why? It was at our house. I don't know. It was like He's... talking about something, and I was just like, I don't want to be involved. Oh, in he, Joey Diaz is not for the faint of heart. No, no, no. you gotta, no. you gotta be aware of what you're walking into. Yeah. Yeah. you don't even know this, but Joey Diaz made my friendship with you much stronger. Yeah. Yep, it's true. Because I saw you and I watched you, Joey Diaz used the big end about ten times right in front of oh God. right in front of Tevin. I'm like, Tevin's a hell of a lot stronger than I could be, man. This he is my kind of guy. I'm white. I'm white. Joey doesn't hold back in the no. profanity department no. ever. Not at no. all. No. And, yeah, Joey Diaz, I think because back when I was working at the House of Comedy, there was one time where it was like the sec- first time I worked with him, he came in, I was probably like 20 years old. He asked Ken if he could smoke in the club, and for some reason I thought he meant cigarettes. Oh, and I was like, oh, of course, yeah. yeah. If you just go in the back, you could just smoke back there. Nobody cares. And then two seconds later, the entire club smelled like weed. Probably <laughs> oh. the whole mall of America. And he's on stage eating an edible. <laughs> and oh, God, Joey. He's, like, the lady in the front row, like, probably in her 50s, is like, oh, like, that's a brownie. Can I have a piece? And he's like, no, like, this is a special brownie. She's like, no, I love brownies. Like, oh, like he just, like, finally God. breaks down, like, Whoops. there's weed in this brownie. I'm getting high on stage in front of all of you. Like, oh you can't handle this. <laughs> it's too big. And on the show went. It was Pack great. Too much. I've always liked Joey. Joey's been a great guest. But that day, I, I'll remember watching you, and you handled that really well. Yeah, no, that was yeah, that was his like second or third time I think that I worked. That's about so we right. Had, we well, had like, a relationship. What was he supposed and to do? Like, we're not gonna we can, fight. In the yeah, what are you gonna be like? Yeah, twenty-year-old Tevin is gonna up, get yeah, in Cuban prick. Right. Yeah, <laughs> get in Joey Diaz's face and get fired and from I, his and job. And I have a very strict like, don't try and like outwit a person yeah. that's a professional. Oh, I agree. Like, yeah. I'm gonna talk shit. When it's like the job that you had, would yeah. it wouldn't have been okay for you to? I don't know. Right. And, yeah, and I'm like, and you can tell, like, you can tell too, like, he came from a good, he comes from a good place. Like, um, Joey's a good friend. No, very, Joey uh, is a very good guy. It's a dead trouble. Trouble. His heart, yes. his, heart is not, in, yes. his heart is in a yeah. good Mental place. Mental health. Not his, well, but, 
Not in the noodle. The brain might not be. The old noodle. Yeah, we're friends. He's a minority, so we'll let it slide. Oh, here we go. All right, i got to finish this Joe Rogan story. Conspiracy theories, misinformation, take valuable resources away from local fire and police agencies working around the clock to bring these fires under control. The agency noted Rogan apparently got wind of this mistake. And on Friday, the outspoken comedian uncharacteristically apologized. I'm sorry if I duped you, Rogan told fans on Instagram, retracting his remarks and explaining he'd mixed mixed up a couple of stories. There's nothing I can do about it now. It's out there, but it's definitely a mistake. He also said he'll remember this before making provocative comments in the future. Feels very irresponsible to me, he said. I don't take it lightly. I'm very upset with myself. Sorry. Well, who did set them then? Somebody set them. If it wasn't activists, who was it? I'm sure right. no one set them. They just happened mysteriously. Mm-hmm. They just all of a sudden exploded. It was, it was a gender reveal party that yeah, started. Yeah, started. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. What's, yeah. Ma- what's, what's, I don't understand why people can't tell the difference between people that are burning and rioting and protesting. Exactly. Oh, There's yeah. a huge difference there. Mm-hmm. And, You're right. And it's not hard to tell yeah. what side people are on. Right. No. Exactly. No, it's not. I don't yeah. understand that Rogan story because he apologizes, but for what? Somebody set the fires. Who? If it wasn't right. them, then who set them? And I think it's all the only reason he apologizes now because he's on Spotify. Where exactly. if it was, he was independent, yeah, just yeah, posting yeah. his videos on yep. YouTube, still. Well, now money, he doesn't. Man. Now he doesn't care. It's like why the same he, reason Nick Cannon he, got fired. Yeah. Why would he yeah. go onto something Spotify. that's going to? Yeah. It's because gonna money. Because they gave him a hundred million dollars. Right. Yep. Holy I'll, shit. Yeah, I'll go on, Sp- I'll go on Spotify, <laughs> too, and apologize for, for, the stuff for anything million. that I've ever done. <laughs> right. I'm so sorry I'm for sorry living I and breathing. <laughs> oh, yeah, $100 million. He signed with them for $100 oh, million. So what made Spotify. him big, yeah, yeah. what makes, but what makes, yeah. this is what I don't That's understand. Right. He was You're making right. plenty of money. Plenty yep. of money. Plenty yep. of yep. money. For some people, And now you've got to no compromise plenty. what brought you to mm. this place. It doesn't matter. More money is always better than less money. Yes, it always is better. $100 million. He's trying to take care of his family, Catherine. He, yeah, they guys got to eat. They've got to eat. To buy the groceries. <laughs> yeah. They need a roof over their head. It's, it's, really it's like Bill Gates is so mental now. Oh, sorry. we got to move on. Yeah. We'll get to Bill Gates in the next segment. Being mental. Uh, on the way out, let me just say that the weird thing about this all is, whether it's Sam Tripoli or, or Joey Diaz or you go down a whole list of guys, they love Joe Rogan. They think the world and think he's the greatest guy in the world. He might be the biggest prick I've ever talked to. Seriously, he is very unpleasant to talk to. He's got a horrible attitude. He's well, he thinks he's a tough guy, and yeah. come on, settle down. Uh, I don't know. If you're his friend, you're his friend. If you're not, you're not. That, and I guess you know that's how he live, wants to live his life. Good for him. Whatever. We'll be back with hour two in just about five minutes with the family.